My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in St. Petersburg in the ballroom of the Yusupov Palace. It is just magnificent. The Yusupovs were distant relatives of the Tsar, and it was not unusual for the Romanovs themselves to come to this palace, and this was the ballroom. It is so beautiful. The chandelier is often referred to as the diamond chandelier because all of the crystals are cut with the same facets as a diamond. And if you'll see above the door, there is a grill. That is where the orchestra sat. So you could hear the music without seeing the musicians. This room would have been filled with music that was simply breathtaking. People dancing, not just dressed in beautiful gowns and beautiful clothes, but adorned with jewelry that is mind-boggling. Wow. All of that took place in this room for the pleasure of people. But the Bible tells us God is seeking worshipers who worship him with all of their heart, with the finest of music, with all of their heart, with all of their energy. That is what God is seeking. Jesus told us that in John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. If we would do all of this for the pleasure of man, think how much more important it is that we would worship God with the highest level of professionalism and with all of our heart. Jesus said, that's what God is seeking. And that, my friend, is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. And friends, today I'm here again with Sister Denise. Honey, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be on this program. I had a great time with you yesterday remembering when we were growing up singing song services, the music programs in our church, but also remembering that we really didn't have a revelation of worship. You know what, sweetheart, maybe some people did, but I didn't. And you've told me that you didn't. I was more concerned about singing the notes correctly because I really wanted to do well in our music program in our church. And it's amazing to me we were singing such fabulous songs and didn't even hear what we were singing, like, Redeemed how I love to proclaim. I mean, that is so powerful. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed by His infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Listen to those words. Redeemed. 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 Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Honey, that is really powerful. That's powerful. And I never heard it. And in fact, sometimes Denise and I will just start singing some old hymns when we're driving down the road together in Moscow. And I'll look at Denise and say, what was wrong with us? Why did we not hear what we were singing? And it's because for us, it was part of the song service. It wasn't worship. But when you enter into worship, it shifts the atmosphere. 
it brings the presence of God. And that's what we're told in Psalm 22, verse 3. It says, God sits enthroned on the praises of his people. When you really worship from the heart, it's like metal attracted to a magnet. The presence of God comes and worship literally forms a conduit that brings the spirit of God into your atmosphere. The manifested presence of God, like we saw yesterday in 2 Chronicles chapter 5. When the temple was being dedicated, there was such an element of worship that God's presence came and the presence of God was so heavy. The Bible says the priests could not even physically stand to minister because of the glory. They collapsed under the presence of God. That's what happens when you worship. And Denise, that's why I want people to have the brand new series called Encountering God's Powerful Presence in Worship. Listen to that. Encountering. When you worship, you encounter God. This series will change your life and it will change everything in your house. So please order yours today by going online or by giving us a call and it comes with a study guide. And we're offering Philip Renner's book. Philip is our middle son who has a music ministry. He is so anointed. He has always been a worshiper and he's written a book called Worship Without Limits. Doesn't that sound inviting? That's wonderful. I've read every word of it. Me too. And the subtitle says, The Place of Supernatural Access to God's Presence and Power. If you want to access God's presence and power, then you need to read this amazing book called Worship Without Limits. And we're also offering you right now my book, which is called A Life Ablaze. And the reason we're offering this book with this series is because there's an entire chapter in this book about what happens when you worship. The chapter is called Ablaze with Worship. You need to read this entire book because it's about how to stay on fire all of your life. Denise, it's really a shame that many people begin on fire and they lose the fire over the years. That's not the way it's supposed to happen. We need to go out of here in a blaze of glory, and we can if we know how to remain a life ablaze. And that's why I want you to have this book. And when you become a partner with our ministry, and Denise and I are so thankful to all of you that are partners already. Thank you. You're changing other people's lives. And if you're not a partner, please pray about becoming a partner with our ministry to regularly, financially give into our ministry and pray for us. And together, me and Denise, our team and you, we can take the light of God's world into every nook and cranny around the planet to where people are crying out for the light of God's word. And when you become a partner, you help us do that. And we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book called the gift of forgiveness. The moment you become a partner, we get these to you because we always want our partners to have these two books. And please remember that we want to pray for you. If you need prayer, just give us a call right now or send an email. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to begin to really pray for you. But reach for your Bible. And today we are going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. And today we're going to talk about God's powerful presence going with us everywhere we go. And I want to begin with a story. In the center of Moscow, there is a huge Orthodox cathedral called Christ the Savior. And when you walk into that cathedral, it really leaves you speechless, doesn't it, Denise? Oh, yes. 
The decorations are phenomenal. And what is really amazing is that it was built in the last 20 years. This is a new building. And when you walk into it, you even wonder, do people really still have the skills today to make this kind of workmanship and craftsmanship? But it's brand new. It's filled with marbles, granites, brass, gold, silver, precious gems, paintings that adorn the ceiling. And when you understand what all the paintings mean, it's pretty excited because, exciting because you're literally surrounded with the illustrations of the gospel in that church. And there's incense in the air. Some people might think that it's religious, and indeed it is, but really in many ways, it is marvelous. It is a cathedral. It is amazing. But there were also temples in the first century, but they were pagan temples. An example would be the Pantheon in the city of Rome. It's still standing. You can visit it today. Denise and I love to go to Rome because it's very close to Moscow. And very often we have dinner right outside the Pantheon at a little cafe. And either before we eat or after we eat, we always walk into the Pantheon. And when you walk into the Pantheon in Rome, you're walking into a real pagan temple from 2,000 years ago that stands nearly exactly as it stood 2,000 years ago, it was converted into a Catholic church, and therefore it was never destroyed. And honey, it's pretty embellished. Marbles, the reliefs, the statues, it is amazing. Now, why am I telling you all of this? Because of what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. So let's look at it. He says, what? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which you have in you? Oh, that is so powerful. He begins with the word what, which is kind of like a question mark and an explanation. What do you not understand? You haven't gotten it yet. Then he adds, know ye not, the word oida in Greek, have you not comprehended, have you not grasped yet that your body, and the word body is the Greek word, some, it describes the physical body. Just touch your body. Because that's what he's talking about. The word soma, the word body here describes the physical body. He says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which you have of God, and it's in you. The word temple is a Greek word, naos. And Denise, you and I have talked about this word a lot. What does the word naos describe? A highly decorated shrine, just like Christ the Savior in Moscow, just like the Pantheon in Rome, or any temple in the modern world or ancient world that was highly, highly embellished with gold and silver and precious stones and all kinds of marbles and granites and garment and materials and decorations. We're talking about something so magnificent that it nearly leaves you speechless. That's the word that is used here to describe our bodies. Honey, we need to treat our bodies better. This verse says, our body, the word soma right here, this physical body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. He goes on to say, which you have of God. God gave the Holy Ghost to us, which we have in us. The word in in Greek is the word in. I say X marks the spot. If you want to know where this buried treasure is buried, it's right here. The X is right here. When I was a kid, I loved to play like we were pirates looking for buried treasure. We always made a treasure map and put a big X on it. Well, hey, there really is a buried treasure, and it's inside us. X marks the spot, Denise. It's right here. We have this treasure in us, 
And inside us, God has made a naos, a temple so magnificent that God said, you know what? I really like that. I think I'm going to move in there. That's what happened to us in the new birth. That is so exciting because we were spiritually dead, but God in the new birth quickened us, made us alive in Christ, recreated us internally. And you may have a bad self-image of yourself, but my friends, you just need a revelation of what you've got on the inside of you because it will change what you think about yourself. You are a walking cathedral. That's what you are. And you take God with you everywhere you go. And this leads us to the subject of worship. You can worship anywhere you go because today you are a walking cathedral. Now, it's good when we go to our local church to worship with other believers. And in fact, something very special happens when you worship corporately with others. Let's use the example of me and Denise because we're here on the program together. When we worship, I bring my portion of Christ. Denise brings her portion of Christ. And when we come together to worship, we have a double portion. But what if you worship with 10 or 20 or 50 or 100? Or you worship with 1,000 or 5,000 other people? All of those different portions of Christ coming together provides a corporate supply of Christ. It is like unlimited power. And when you corporately begin to worship, you form that conduit through which the presence of God comes and the presence of God within your heart is released and bam, the atmosphere shifts, miracles begin to take place, lives are changed, revelation is unlocked, you begin to divinely instantly see things you were never able to see by yourself simply because you were in the atmosphere of worship and God's presence comes isn't that amazing, Denise? Oh, it's fantastic. It's the greatest thing that we can have in our life is to experience the presence of God. And when believers worship, it literally ushers in the presence of God. You know, in our own church in Moscow, we're pretty determined that we're not just going to sing songs. The word worship, the Greek word proskuneo, pros means to draw near. The word kineo means to blow kisses. The word worship means to draw as near as possible to get into an intimate place where you begin to intimately worship God. And honestly, we don't stop worshiping until we've come into that place. Because until you get into that place, you're going to miss a lot of things that God wants to do. But in that place, God's presence invades the room and things begin to pop. Things really begin to supernaturally happen. And we have to have that. But... Jesus and his disciple were worshipers. How do we know that? Because the Bible tells us. Matthew 26, verse 30, and Mark 14, <clears throat> verse 26 say, and I'm going to quote from the New King James Version. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. So think about it. That was a very intimate evening. When Jesus had come into the upper room and he had washed the feet of his disciples, I mean, that's a pretty intimate event. He had broken the bread. He had shared the wine. That was the making of a covenant. He was making a covenant with his disciples. It was a tender, tender moment. And how did they end it? They sang a song just 
before they went to the Mount of Olives where Jesus was going to be arrested. Then Jesus was going to be beaten with stripes for our healing. Then Jesus was going to die on the cross for our peace, for our shalom, for the forgiveness of sins, and for our healing. And just before all of that took place, Jesus needed to experience a profound experience of God. And he and the disciples began to worship. They sung a hymn. And we know that Jesus is a worshiper. How do we know that? Because the Bible tells us so. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 12 says, In the midst of the assembly, I will sing and worship you. When we worship, Jesus joins us because even he is a worshiper who loves to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And this pattern of worship was imparted from Jesus to the apostles. And that's why we've come to Acts chapter 2. Verses 46 and verse 47, we're told that the early believers continued daily with one accord in the temple, which means they knew they were to be in regular fellowship. Breaking bread from house to house, that's communion. Every day they were reaffirming their covenant to one another. They did eat meat with gladness, that's fellowship, with singleness of heart, praising God, look at this, and having favor with all the people. But notice it says Denise praising God. And what happened right after this? The Bible tells us there was a supernatural invasion of God's presence. Thousands upon thousands of people were saved. Signs and wonders began to happen in the city of Jerusalem. In fact, so many signs and wonders were taking place that Miracles begin to take place like we've never seen. For example, when all of the people couldn't get to Peter, they made two prayer lines. He stood on one line where he touched people and he let his shadow hit him on the other side. And even where his shadow fell upon people, they were healed. But all of that occurred in the environment of worship where they were praising God. It brought favor. It brought supernatural activity. But there's another example. Acts chapter 16, verse 25, Paul and Silas have been arrested for preaching the gospel and they've been put into prison and the chapter says they were in the deepest, darkest parts of that dungeon. And these two men knew if we don't do something, we're in trouble. So what did they do? Acts 16, verse 25 says they sang praises unto God. They did not have a song service my friends, when you are in serious, serious trouble, you do more than sing notes. These men were proskuneo. They were drawing near to God. They needed God's presence to invade that prison. And they sang so loud, the Bible says the other prisoners heard them. And then we read in Acts 16, verse 26, that with their worship, they formed such a channel, such a conduit, that God's presence came into the prison that shook the very foundations of the prison. It broke off their chains and miraculously caused the prison doors to swing wide open. And that's not all. The jailer and his entire family got saved and they gave birth to the church in the city of Philippi. Denise, all of that, was the result of worship that took place in that prison. What if those guys hadn't worshiped? Worship opened the door for the power to come. 
Denise? Well, Rick, I'm thinking about James chapter 4, verse 8 that says, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. <laughs> and he'll draw near to you. Oh, so, so there's the promise. When we worship God, when we, when we draw near to him, when we're like the psalmist David, we're seeking after him. We're hungering after him. We're thirsting after him. Actually, there's a desperateness that can come to you in worship. And you know that Paul and Silas were in a desperate situation. And out of that desperateness, they sought the Lord. And we have the promise that if we seek him, if we draw near to him, draw near to us. he, he, the one who has all the answers, he who has all the power we need, the deliverance, the healer, he will draw near to us. And honey, when he comes, oh, when he comes, everything shifts. Exactly true. You know, Denise, sometimes people say, well, I'm not very musically skilled. But wait a minute. Wait. In Matthew 26, 30, Mark 14, 26, and in Acts chapter 16, verse 25, there is no mention of a musical instrument. All they had was their heart and their voice. That's all you need to worship. But today it's so much easier because you can go online and listen to all kinds of worship music. You can listen to any kinds of worship music that you want to listen to. You can use it to help you form that conduit for God's power to come into any dark place in your life. And my friend, if you don't like what's going on in your house, worship, worship. We're talking about personal worship, encountering God's powerful presence in personal worship. It will bring God's presence right into your house. And you don't have to go to church to do this. You should go to church. You should go to church regularly. But remember also that you are a walking cathedral. Yes. Honey, think about that. What we see at Christ the Savior Cathedral in Moscow, what's inside us is more ornate. It is so wonderful that God just said, I'm going to move right in there. He came in and stayed in us. Jesus says he'll come in you and will stay with you. He is in us. We are a walking cathedral, which means we can worship right here. We can worship when we read our Bible. We can worship in the shower. We can worship when we walk. We can worship when we're in the car. We can worship everywhere we go because we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which we have of God. Honey, we're walking cathedrals. Remember that when you look at me, and I'm going to remember that when I look at you. I know, Rick. You're a beautiful cathedral. You are too, Denise. Hey, but we're out of time. But we're going to be back in just a moment. And Denise and I want to pray for you. A recent report says among adults who regularly attend church services, one half admit that they haven't experienced God's manifested presence at any time during the past year. And this was not among the Easter and Christmas only church attenders, but among people who attended an average of more than two dozen worship services last year. God wants you to encounter his powerful presence in worship. And that's why Rick and Denise Renner have taught the new five-part series, Encountering God's Powerful Presence in Worship. In this life-changing series, you will learn of God's powerful presence in personal worship, God's powerful presence in New Testament songs, God's powerful presence in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, God's powerful presence in different sounds and styles. 
God's presence is powerful and is with us everywhere we go. This five-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10. In addition to this teaching series, you can also purchase the book, Worship Without Limits, by Philip Renner and A Life Ablaze by Rick Renner. In both books, you'll learn how to tap into the supernatural and access the power of God during worship. A whole new supernatural realm awaits you, and these two books will help you know how to step into that realm. Order your copy of Worship Without Limits for only $17 and A Life Ablaze for only $18. Bring the supernatural presence of God right to where you are and shift the atmosphere in your life. Don't miss this special offer, the series Encountering God's Powerful Presence in Worship and the books Worship Without Limits and A Life Ablaze. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends and partners, this is Rick Renner. You can probably see my breath because it's minus nine here right now, but I'm standing in the new building for our Moscow TV studio. And I want to say thank you to you for all of your sacrificial giving, for being a part of our giving team. Phase one enabled us to construct this building and it is completely paid for. The building itself, the windows, the doors, all the way to the roof, even the heating system. And in phase one, we were enabled to purchase our building in Tulsa and now we have secured it. But now in phase two, we need to finish the interior of this building. We can't move into it the way that it is today. But my friends, in a very short time, we're going to have cameras working in this building and from this location, we're going to be sending teaching that people can trust to the ends of the planet. And the focus of phase two is finishing this facility. And as I told you before, it's not about buildings. It's about having a building so that we can create programming that will change people's lives. And I'm asking you to please pray about being a part of the giving team to finish phase two, which is completing the interior of this building. And I promise you, we will be so careful with every penny and every dollar you give. We understand the value of money. And we're going to pray for God to magnificently and massively multiply your giving back to you again. Thank you so much. Please become a part of our giving team to finish phase two as we complete the interior of the Moscow TV studio. Well, Denise and I have been with you today and we're talking about the fact that we are walking cathedrals, but really we're offering you the brand new series called Encountering God's Powerful Presence in worship. It's not about singing songs. It's about worship that causes you to encounter God's powerful presence. When you worship, you form a conduit through which the Spirit of God comes with everything you need to change your life. And that's why we want you to have this new series. And it comes with a study guide. And we want you to get Philip Renner's book called Worship Without Limits. The subtitle says, The Place of Supernatural Access to God's Presence and Power. Denise, I've read this from cover to cover. You have too. I have. I've read it several times. My friends, this is an awesome book. And if you want to experience worship without limits, 
just go online or give us a call right now to get your copy. And right now we're also offering you my book, which is called A Life Ablaze, 10 Simple Keys to Living on Fire for God. And one chapter of this book is Ablaze with Worship. Ablaze with Worship. My friends, God wants you to be on fire to the end of your life. And worship is one of the elements you need to have in your life to remain a life ablaze. So please order yours today by going online or by giving us a call. And please reach out to us and tell us how to pray for you. We want to pray for you. And we're going to pray for you right now. Father, we thank you that you have changed us. You've made us to be a temple of the Holy Ghost and we can worship everywhere we go. Lord, help us to be determined to have a worship service every day of our lives. And we ask that your powerful presence will come to shift the environment and to change things in all of our lives. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. We'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there, there is, is power. power.